Hi everybody, have you ever noticed that every single year there are millions of startups that come up? But more often than not, only a handful of these startups go on to redefine the progress of the entire civilization. And the leaders who give rise to these kind of startups are then known as the greatest leaders of all time. Now these legends that I'm talking about, they come from different countries, from different backgrounds and even a different time altogether. But the one thing that we'll find common in each one of them is that they identified the potential of a futuristic technology and used it to build their companies even when 99% of the world did not even know how that technology worked in the first place. In the 21st century, these legends were none other than the internet enthusiasts, which includes legends like Jack Ma, Steve Jobs, Jeff Bezos and even the PayPal Mafia. And strangely, we live in a world wherein all of this is happening again with the blockchain technology. And ever since the blockchain technology has come to the limelight, the world has been obsessed with the idea of cryptocurrency. And every time a new cryptocurrency pops up, it is seen as the ultimate bandwagon to fortune. But at the same time, 99% of the people, including myself, do not understand the magnitude of impact that blockchain as a technology can have on mankind and the endless possibilities of how it could change the world forever. But unlike the 1990s, today our generation has the golden opportunity to learn from world-class educators who do not just understand the first principles of the technology, but can also tell you the real-world applications of how it can change the world. And if you can only understand their arguments properly, it can help us get an invaluable perspective of the future. And eventually, we can use this perspective to go on to unlock those opportunities that 99% of the population cannot even imagine. So in this episode today, I'm going to put forth one of the most compelling arguments I've ever heard about blockchain, which comes from a world-class educator called Andreas Antonopoulos. And he talks about the concepts of cryptocurrency and blockchain and how it's going to be as revolutionary as the internet. And as usual, we're going to learn all of this using a world-renowned case study. So if you're someone who wants to be a part of the blockchain revolution, let's get started. Before we move on, I want to thank Walt for supporting our content, but more on this at the end of the video. People, if you've ever had an argument about cryptocurrencies, the most common point of skepticism that everybody puts forth is about the volatility of cryptocurrencies. That is, let's say if you buy 10,000 rupees worth of Bitcoin, tomorrow if a billionaire puts out a tweet, overnight, the value of your Bitcoin might go down to just 8,000 rupees. So the question always pops up, why on earth would we use a currency that is so volatile in order to make daily transactions? Well, the catch over here is, we are unknowingly or knowingly ignoring the fact that volatility is relative. And you as a citizen of India are saying this because you have the luxury of having a stable currency in your country. And with respect to rupee, yes, Bitcoin is volatile. And this luxury of a stable economy is the reason why we very conveniently ignore the fact that there are dozens of countries where Bitcoin's volatility is nothing as compared to their currency's volatility. To tell you about it, let us take the classic and popular example of Venezuela. For those who don't know, this is a story that dates back to the 1950s when Venezuela was one of the richest countries in the world. And the reason for this being, they had one of the biggest oil reserves in the world. In fact, they still have the biggest oil reserves in the world. 
But the biggest problem was that their leaders started taking oil export income for granted. And time and again, even after witnessing severe inflations due to the oil crash, they constantly abused their power and kept the economy solely dependent on oil. And same was the case with Hugo Chavez. To stay in power, he used most of his incoming money in order to give unrealistic subsidies to his citizens, which included extremely subsidized food, extremely subsidized medicines, education, etc. So on paper, everything looked fantastic. But the problem was, in order to pay for those subsidies, the government became more and more dependent on oil, with more than 90% of the country's export earnings coming from oil. And here's where the trouble began. The subsidies given by the government did not just result into exorbitant government expenditure but also resulted into losses for the companies that made food and medicine. And slowly and steadily, all the companies started moving out of the country while the government became more and more dependent on oil. And strangely, all this while, the government took very less efforts to build another stream of income for the country's economy. And this put Venezuela in a very, very vulnerable position. And finally, from 2014 onwards, the oil prices started crashing. The oil price went from $100 per barrel in 2014 to just $30 a barrel in 2016. And as expected, the economy collapsed. So you know what they did? They started printing money to tackle the debt. And what followed next was one of the worst economic nightmares in world history. The inflation rate started to soar to cause hyperinflation as the government kept printing more and more money. And things got so bad that inflation in 2018 touched 1.7 million percent. Now just to give you an idea about how bad the condition was, it is as if you're buying a cup of coffee for 2 million bolivars. By next week, the same cup of coffee is going to cost you 4 million bolivars. That is, Within one week, the value of your currency is going to go down by 50%. And this pushed more than 90% of the population below poverty. And today, the conditions are so pathetic that now rotten meat is being sold in the market. Murder rates have shot up and most people can afford to eat only once a day. Now you tell me, as a Venezuelan citizen, wherein you got X amount of money in your bank account, you see your family starving and at the same time you realize that the value of your asset is going to be half by next week. How would you feel? And during such a time, if I tell you that there's a cryptocurrency called Ether, which has fluctuated by only 10% in the past one week. And within a click of a button, you can prevent the depreciation of all of your money. And the fact that it can even appreciate in the coming days, my question to you is, what would you do? Now you tell me, as a Venezuelan citizen, as compared to your currency, does Ether look volatile to you? This is what Mr. Andrea says, when the governments act irresponsibly, the citizens of the country end up suffering the brunt of bad governance. And when this bad governance ends up shaking up the economy, in countries like Venezuela, they make it even worse by printing notes which degrade the assets of common man within a fortnight. Therefore, there is a dire need of a decentralized system which will prevent such disasters from happening that are nothing but the byproduct of concentrated power. And guess what? Venezuelans have already started using cryptocurrencies out of necessity in order to exchange their day-to-day -day products. And all of this is being done without depending on the government. This is the story of Carlos according to what he said to the New York Times. 
कार्लोस हियर डज नॉट ओन अ बोलीवार एट ऑल ही कीप्स ऑल ऑफ इज मनी इन बिटकॉइन He does not have a bank account abroad, and with Venezuela's currency controls, there is no easy way for him to use a conventional foreign currency like the American dollars. So, before buying milk, he needs to convert his bitcoins into bolivars. And while most people think that it would be very difficult, surprisingly, this part of converting bitcoin into bolivar is easier than we think. In order to make a transaction, what he needs to do is. He needs to go through the listings on a website called localbitcoins.com and here's where he can find people who can buy his bitcoins. So when the opposite person accepts the offer, the bitcoin gets deducted from Carlos's wallet and it is held onto something called the escrow account by the website. As in, it is a third party account wherein the amount is stored before it is transferred to the other party. So Carlos sends his banking information to the buyer and then he waits. After the buyer sends him the bolivars via wire transfer, Carlos releases the bitcoins from the escrow account and then they are transferred to the buyer's bitcoin wallet. And after the transaction is done, they give each other positive score at the website and the transaction comes to an end. This whole process, even with a very very slow internet connection in Venezuela, takes about 10 minutes. And as it turns out, Bitcoin is gaining more and more popularity in Venezuela with each passing day. According to a Bloomberg report, the local market for Bitcoin broke a record on 17th of April 2019, reaching 1 million dollars worth on that day alone. And Venezuela has been ranking second worldwide in terms of volume of activity on localbitcoins.com after Russia. And apart from that, Bitcoin has also been a blessing for those people who want to flee the country because the Venezuelan military personnel at the borders, they seize the money from the people who want to leave. But in case of Bitcoin users, their money is accessible only through a password that they have memorized. So their money stays secured even during migration, and this eventually gives them a chance to start their life all over again. Therefore, borderless money is more than a buzzword for those poor people who are living in a collapsing economy under a collapsing dictatorship. And you know what, guys? It's not just the case in Venezuela. There are several countries that are facing disastrous levels of inflation. Zimbabwe's inflation stands at 676%. Sudan is at 71%. Argentina is at 46.9%. South Sudan is at 36.4%. And Iran stands at 22%. And not so surprisingly, just like Venezuela, cryptocurrencies are catching up in these countries very very quickly. and this could be the pivoting point in the crypto revolution of the world now the question is considering all these geopolitical situations what are the lessons that we need to learn from this case study and most importantly from a business standpoint what are the factors that we need to take into consideration in order to better understand the crypto revolution and this is what brings me to the lessons from the case study Before we move on I want to thank Vault for supporting our content. Vault is an earn borrow and trade platform which essentially works like a crypto bank. And just like how you get interest whenever you deposit your money in your bank, Vault pays you an interest on your crypto deposits. So you can take your crypto investment one step further by investing through Vault. Because with Vault, you cannot just park your money in cryptocurrency but also get a fixed passive income on your investments. For example, if you buy 1 Bitcoin, you will get a fixed return of 6.7% on your investment on top of your Bitcoin returns. The coolest part is that this interest is paid out in the native coin itself, which in this case is Bitcoin. 
and these interests can even go up to 12.68% on stable coins which is even better than your bank FD returns. So if you're a long-term player in the crypto market and if you love their idea, use the link below to download the Vault app. Now let's talk about the lessons from the case study. Lesson number one, the true test of any system or a technology is often determined by their consistency and functioning during the times of extremities. Because as we all know, during the times of such extreme crisis, it is the basic human nature to dry everything in our capacity in order to exploit the system just for the sake of our survival. Therefore, the technologies that can function during such extremities are bound to become general purpose technologies in no time. In this case, it's not just Bitcoin, but the concept of cryptocurrency and blockchain itself. Lesson number two, as we've discussed countless times in the previous videos, Every time there is a crisis, it offers entrepreneurs the scope to innovate and to build systems to improve the lives of people. So if you want to be a legendary entrepreneur, if you want to understand what are the core principles needed to build a robust and a foolproof system, I would highly recommend you to study the startups that are emerging in these countries. And the most astonishing fact is, in spite of such terrible conditions, these startups are helping improve the lives of people. So if you find time, please study the systems of localbitcoins.com and study how is it helping people in Venezuela in spite of such terrible conditions. There's another company called Value that is using stable coins to help people preserve their assets. And if you find more time, also study why a cryptocurrency called Petro failed in Venezuela. And last and most importantly, I've got three recommendations for you if you want to understand about the blockchain technology better. If you want to grab a general understanding of crypto, then read this book called The Internet of Money by Andreas himself. If you want to grab a hardcore technical understanding of the concept, then I've got two books. The first book is Mastering Bitcoin and the second is Mastering Ethereum. If you want to grab a basic understanding of Bitcoin, then read this book called Bitcoin for Dummies. And if you don't find time to read at all, please check out Joe Rogan's episodes of Andreas Antonopoulos. That's all from my side for today, guys. I hope you learned something valuable in this episode. If you did, please hit the like button in order to make YouTube Baba happy. And for more such insightful business and political case studies, please subscribe to our channel. Thank you so much for watching. I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.